right, here we go. Ready? Yep. Ready for the Eric Lang Show. Um, so, t- level, level, level. Okay, so today, special Im- impromptu guest, Kelly Brook. You, um, you know, we, Colt and I, kind of last minute, I got an invite. I'm from, I'm from New Jersey. Oh, you are? Where? Yeah, and uh, uh, Madison. Oh, okay. And are you, are you also from New yeah, Jersey? Yeah, well, I have a cell, my cell phone's still a New Jersey cell phone. I lived there 28 Two, years ago. 201, or what, 973? Uh, 973. 973. Yep. Um, so anyway, Colt and I, just to give people, I got to turn the volume up. Okay. Colt and I, um, you know, we live in LA. We got an invite to play Beth Page like two days ago, and it's cool. one of my favorite courses in the world. And um, I was like, Colt, if we're going to go out there, what else can we do, you know? And um, I had known Joe. Oh, Ray Hoare. Yeah. yeah, and and I had interviewed him, actually, on the uh, 18th green of red in the middle of winter. (laughs) And uh, I was like, oh, maybe we could do a podcast with Joe. And and he was the former head pro of Bethpage. And uh, and it turns out Joe is no longer, and and Kelly is the new head pro. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, Whatever, with yourself, I guess. Well, great, yeah. I'm, I, in um, Last year, they put the place up for bid. So basically, there's a state course, and they put it out for a concession, and so it's a 20-year contract. And what they did was they asked people uh, you know, to submit a, a bid for it, but the bid, that's misleading. It's not about money. In fact, that's the least amount. It's about operational experience. There are five components, operational experience, operational plan, capital improvement plan, uh, your capital uh, ability to improve, to uh, actually pay for the capital improvement, and then the the fee that you would pay to the state. So, I ended up winning. Um, we beat the PGA Tour. That was exciting. Whoa! Yeah, Wait, very so exciting. What, when you say you ended up winning, who is you? What is that? Well, I started. Uh, I was a, a golf pro in New York City for 28 years. So I started my career in New Jersey at uh, in Weehawken, and then I went to Staten Island Golf Practice Center. Um, the federal government had a bid for uh, Reese Park, which is a little golf course in Queens, and a driving range Brooklyn Golf Center in Brooklyn. So I put a bid in. I don't even know when that was. Is that was. right near Roosevelt Island, kind of? No, that's uh, that's Randall's Island, which yeah, Randall's is where Island. I was previous to that's this. A nice, that's the nicest range, close to Manhattan, right? Yeah, Grass exactly. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I won the rights to operate Brooklyn Golf Center. Then I won the rights to operate the city-owned uh, driving range Alley Pond Golf Center in Queens. And then I won the rights to operate... Randall's Island. So I've been an operator of golf facilities for almost, I would guess, uh, 15 years now. And so then this bid came up and I put a bid in. When you say won the rights, I, I, I don't understand. I thought it was that you got hired. I thought you got no. a job. No. Well, Joe Rayhor had a job here, but I'm actually the owner here of the pro shop, the driving range, all the carts, the caddies, basically the everything except for food and beverage. And uh, Betsy Winterberger uh, is the... Um, is the operator of the state tea times. She's the director of golf for the state, and they run the tea times. But I run everything else except for the, the golf course. So it's kind of like um, it's kind of like you leased some oceanfront property from the government, and whether or not you make money on the hotel is up to you. Exactly. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. It's a cool. It's a cool That's situation. That's a huge business that I didn't realize is part of it. I mean, it's it's well, it, it, almost every municipality in the country has a golf course that they lease like this. But no way. Usually, like Wait, Rand- even like Rancho Park. Uh, most of them do. You'd have to look into it, but it, it's here. It's a little different because I don't have any responsibility for the course at Randall's Island. Everything was mine. If the nets blew down, I had to fix them. If I had to cut the grass, I had to fertilize. I had to, 
you know, hire the entire staff. Here, I just have my own staff. We have about 60, 70 employees right now. Whoa. And, uh, but I don't have any responsibility for the course. We have a, a great superintendent here, Andy Wilson, who's in charge of all the courses, and the state runs the tea times. So as far as the course, as far as like the maintenance for Bethpage, uh, uh, for Black, for example, that's, uh, sorry, Andy? Andy Wilson, yep. And so is he a government employee? He is a government employee. But you're not. I am not. I'm simply someone who basically leases the buildings, the, the driving range, and I pay them rent. Right. But, and now are you, but are you Andy's boss? No, no. Fascinating. Yeah, yep, we're independent of them. Do you ever have disagreements? No, no. Are you kidding me? It's the best golf course in the world. Andy's doing a fantastic job. I would imagine. So I wouldn't. And besides the fact that, you know, Beth Page has been here long before me, that would be quite egotistical of me to come in and have any opinion on anything at this right. point. But you are. But what is your title then? I, th- I, th- I was assuming you were the head pro. Yeah, I am the head pro, but I'm also the owner. Uh, I'm the, the CEO and the president of Beth Page Golf Group, which is a separate company from the state that leases the, you know, as I said, the driving range. We own the carts. We own the, the caddy operation and the pro shop operation. Wow. And all the instruction that goes in. And so, I mean, I guess, uh, what about as far as preparation? You have two majors coming up. Yep. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's so exciting. I mean, the PGA is already on site. They've been here since, I don't know, March. Because the PGA is here in 19, right? Yep, exactly. And so they're here setting up. Uh, That's going to be huge. Um, it is It is so exciting. I mean, I just got goosebumps. It's yeah. like, to think that I'm a part of this now is, it's it's really, honestly, the most special course I've ever played. It's definitely the hardest course I've ever played. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> what's your best? What's your best? I've shot the last time five times out. I've shot seventy nine. I can't seem to break seventy nine. <laughs> but seventy nine is a good score. I, you know what? I'm happy with seventy nine on this course. It's, How many birdies are for seventy nine? I'll have three. You know what it is? There's always a double bogey on this course. Yeah. So I'll which have, one? Like ten and eleven. It's always different for me because right. when I let my guard down, then I usually double bogey. The back nine gets me. Back nine is so long. That's yeah. the problem. And then you've got uh, 15. Ooh. I parred that the other day. I was like, I felt like I eagled That's it. That's a stroke on the field. Yeah. At the U.S. Open, that played uh, four and a half, I think, right? You know what? I'm not really sure, but it's, yeah, it might even have been longer than that. I and it's could, all uphill. No, I mean, it played uh, It played almost bogey. Oh, okay. Strokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was crazy. It's crazy because it's, you know, that the fact is that the rough here is so thick. It doesn't oh. look thick, but you can't, you could be standing literally two feet from your ball and you can't see it. What, how is the rough right now? Because I'm about to go play. That it's was... not, it's not to your ankles, thank God, but still if you, it's <laughs> gnarly, inches, you can't get inches. out. Yeah, just take a wedge and just get it back into the fairway. Really? Yeah. That's the way you play it? Yeah, you have to. There's... If, you, if you're in the rough, guaranteed, it's a bogey, unless you have a great short game. Whoa. Because you're just pitching out and hoping to get on the green the next shot. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I am so excited. I This course has beat me up every time I played. I think maybe I've shot an 84 here, something like That's that. That's pretty good score. And that was just lights out. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. just hitting everything I could. I mean, um, the the greens. So wait, talk about the grass. Can you, do you know all about the grass here? Because uh, from California, we have... You know, obviously, much uh, the the grass is very local over there. You know. Yeah, I well, mean, it's it's typical northeast grass, it's bent grass in the fairways. The you know that first cut of rough, it, I'm sure it's I don't even know what it, it's rye probably. I don't it's even nasty, know. Nasty, yeah. whatever it is. And then the fescue is up, but the fescue is not as thick as it normally is. So sometimes I'm happy if I miss the the rough and I go into the fescue because I can a find my ball. It's a little thinner. And b I can get my club on it. Yeah. It's taller grass, but it's not as thick. Right. And then what are the greens? They're also uh, bent. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're ro- they're rolling really well right now. Like they're they're in great condition. You're it, gonna love it. Does bent do well in uh, I guess in heat and humidity? Yeah. I mean, you know, we are not losing the greens yet. So, right. but it hasn't really been. Last week was really hot. But I'm telling you, these guys know what they're doing. Right. Yeah, they know what they're doing. So, well, you know, as far as course conditions, I know that that's Andy's domain. But uh, you know, like Beth Page must have some type of, uh, um, you know, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, designation as one of the best kept courses, public, private, whatever in America. I, I you have to believe that. I mean, you're going to see today, like. We're not even allowed to put um, divots back in because what they because the grass doesn't grow as well. So what they do is three times a week, they send a team of guys out. They line up every fairway. They cross the fairway, and they walk the fairways and they replace divots. Wait, they they they'll take oh they replace divots with sod with uh, with um, sand. sand and it's like this high powered um, seed. And within three days, there's grass there. <laughs> no way. Yeah. It's crazy. They literally march on a divot mission. They, it's like a march. You're absolutely right about that. Whoa! But when do they do that? They do it. I mean, sometimes in the middle of the day. You know, it's <laughs> whenever there's no slow time here, so there's no way you you just have to play it. And they just put helmets on and they go out there. Still closed on Mondays. Still closed on Mondays. You yeah. can't play black on a Monday. No. And they're closed a lot of other days as well. I've noticed sometimes. Not really, Not really. unless there's a huge tournament. Okay. But you know, it's hard to get. You can't get on black with a tournament. I mean, you have to no. really fork up a lot of money and it goes goes into this NXT fund, or I can't remember what they're calling it, but it's basically to buy equipment and to support junior golf and, you know, so. Right. It's a good program, though. And then as far as, um, uh, I guess, let's see, let's see, let's see. So so you've played, how many times have you played it? I mean, I'm trying to play it three times a week. You know what it is? Is I just turned 50. I know. I you don't... did not. Really? You yes, look great for 50. Well, thank you. That's it's great. maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> But life in the sun. Life in the That'll sun. I mean, you. I don't even wear sunscreen. I hate to say that. You I, have a, I, don't I have a, either. After this, I have a lesson with this dermatologist, and he, he always says, <laughs> where's your sunscreen? Um, but I'm trying to, you know what, now with this um, women's movement, the USGA added a senior U.S. Women's Open for the first time. It's next week in okay. Chicago. I tried to Chicago qualify. Golf Club. Yeah, exactly. Colt's going to work there. He is. Colt's really? going to, he works for Fox when he's not working for oh, me. Cool. They pay him way more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, I decided when I was about to turn 50 that I should start competing again. I haven't competed in 29 years. So I've been going out and walking, carrying my clubs. And walking black three times a week. I, I tried to qualify for the Open, but I um, came in second, which I was happy about. Whoa. But I lost in a playoff, so I'm a first. I'm an alternate. Came in second at a qualifier. Where for, was that held? It was up in Whipperwill in uh, Westchester. Awesome. What did awesome you have course. to shoot to come in second? The the par was 73. I think I shot 76, 77, something like that. Um, and I came in second. The course was playing really hard that day. Right. The rough was up. The greens were super fast. Coming down the stretch, how did you did you did you did you did you slip or did no, you, no, you come I, in hot? I, we, you know what? I never thought in a million years I'd even qualify. But I my uh, on the front nine is when I really I had a double bogey on uh, nine, and then I had another bogey on ten. I was like, oh, I must be out of that. But my caddy said, We don't know. Like just stick it out and grind it out. So yeah. I actually parred the last seven holes coming in. Nice. I think I birdied. I might have birdied 18, too. Ooh, birdieing 18, there's something special about something that. Something special, right? It's like you end on that high note. Yeah. So. What's a, a birdie on 18 here is... That would be a three. It's likely. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's not the hardest hole. 
It's short, but you know what? We added uh, Andy added a bunch of sand traps, so now added more sand yeah, traps and narrowed the fairway. In the, it, so when it pinched, but when was that? Uh, last month. Whoa! Yeah. He, he added a bunker in the middle of the fairway there. Not where in the middle, it but yeah. Well, on the sides of the fairways, but you know what happened was a couple of years ago at the last U.S. Open, someone hit a six iron off the tee on eighteen. Yeah, and then another six iron to the green. So they're trying to penalize the guys next year who want to hit irons off. They're forcing no. them to try to hit it over the traps with a, a driver. Yeah, because that's the move off the tee is yeah. iron or for a weaker hitter, a hybrid. Right, exactly. That's all you do. So, yeah, now it's like super narrow. You'll see. You're, really? Yeah, and if you don't – and those bunkers are so gnarly. They're, they're gnarly. You can't get, hit the green on your second shot. So no. you're completely penalized. Here. High faces. Yep. you got fescue in between the bunkers. Yep. What? Uh, so what's the play? Uh, so are there any other changes to the course? Well, they added um, on uh, 14, I think they, they expanded the green on 11. 14 is the par 3? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then on 13. On Wait, a, they, they, what did they do on 14? They, I think that they, they added more green, but this is before I got here. Okay. Um, they on, added more green in the front or in the back? On the front left. Okay, so it, so it comes, so it's more false front. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And then on 11, they added more green on the back left. So it's a much bigger green. Okay, and 11 is the one where, uh, 10 and 11 is where you go out and back just right. on your own little mission. Yeah. Okay, so 11, okay, okay. 11's not the hardest hole. It typically plays into the wind, though, right? It, it's always into the wind. Always. So it's very long. For me, it's very long. And, yeah. And, the, and off the tee box, it's a weird angle, and it's very hard to hit that fairway. Yeah. And if you don't hit the fairway, you're not do, hitting the green. Do you play a cut or a draw? I, you know, and I just try to hit the fairways. <laughs> the most important thing is to hit the fairways here. So I, but I'm a draw. I play a draw. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember uh, Jim Furyk on 10. Remember that? Where, where uh, he was into the wind, I think. And their tees were so far back for, I'm pretty sure it's the US Open, but his, uh, his caddy was like, just aim for the walking strip. Oh. And with is. his driver, he hit the six foot wide walking strip really he couldn't even reach the fairway you're kidding me yeah yeah i don't know where i heard this story but wow. i'm 100 percent sure it's true wow <laughs> i don't know um so so you love the course what other courses do you love i mean i love of course uh you know pebble beach it's right. spectacular you know I, I i'm not a big fan of tory pines i don't know why everyone loves tory pines it's, it's never course. in good shape when i'm there it's interesting yeah ever yeah um well i mean you're you're uh, you're coming from uh, maybe a higher step. Yeah, you know what? I love playing courses that are in good shape. Yeah. I, you know, that's my thing. You know, we have all beautiful courses here. We have five courses here, but Beth Page Black is in premier condition, and I love playing good condition. You know, I want the ball to roll well in the greens, which actually all these courses, um, even green, you know, yellow, the, the greens roll really well. I don't know how they do it. They have such a small staff here, right. and they get so much done. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, they're um, they're just you know it's 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 like uh, it's almost like military probably you know like they know exactly their mission yep. they have the time to do it um, you know one of the I've never played uh, yellow green or blue I've only played red and black you should you should come out for a trip you know and just do all five courses in one trip oh that's in one day yeah in one day <laughs> you should you should do it on the summer solstice I did Bandon four courses in one day really yeah uh, that was pretty fun um, have you seen Adventures in Golf. No. I got to send no. it to you. You're yeah. going to love it. You're going to love it. I would love to see it. Yeah, they, we do some wild stuff. But uh, but yeah, all five Beth Page Court. That would be really fun. Um, and so, but you, you, um, you know, there's a poster outside, I'm sure you're aware, with your face on it. <laughs> and it's the Golf Channel uh, Academy. Yep. So what is that? 
Well, I'm part of the Golf Channel Academy staff, so I'm one of the inaugural. We have a bunch of pros throughout the whole entire country. Um, so in the, the key locations, like, you know, the metropolitan areas, I was one of the um, inaugural staff members. So basically, I have my own Golf Channel Academy, and I appear on Golf Channel Academy, uh, like the Morning Drive and some of their shows. With, with Matty G? Yep. Love yep. Matty. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's great. I don't watch Golf Channel enough. I don't watch any television. Uh, In fact, I only had cable for golf. Really? And then I was just like, I don't even watch it enough. Like, it's not worth the, you know, it's like, it ends up being like a thousand bucks a year or something. It, my cable bill is like $400 at home. It's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. A month. I mean, it's crazy. But I do, I watch a lot of TV. You California people never watch TV. <laughs> well, we have, you know, I just, I basically just, uh, I like to watch old movies or Netflix. I yeah. end up just like, but anyway, so, so how do you get involved with Golf Channel? I mean, I don't understand. Like, how does that well, work? Well, they called me and they said, you know, because I've known all those guys for a long time. I used to have a TV show here in New York City before the Golf Channel. It was a golf what? instructional show. Yeah, it was on you're, cable. You're an actor? Was <laughs> no. it like NYPD Blue? <laughs> it was an instructional show. Before there were instructional shows. Not I was on Golf Channel? No, there was no Golf Channel back then. It was the 90s. Was and this on MNN? It was on Time Warner Cable. So okay. it was all over New York City. Amazing. Yeah. It was a cool thing. So and you produced it, you just you directed it, wrote you... it, produced it. I went to um And what was it? It was just an instructional show. So we had different segments and I went out and got advertisers and I went to the local community TV people and I said, Give me a cameraman and a sound man because you know they needed to practice. Right, right. And I produced my own show. You're a fucking boss. That's <laughs> awesome. It, it's exciting because it was before Golf Channel. Like I always right. make fun of the guys at Golf Channel. I'm like, hey, listen, I had a show before you even had a network. Yeah, that's incredible. So, yeah, because Golf Channel was relatively uh, late '90s. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, and I was in the early mid '90s. And at the time, Golf Channel was a revolutionary idea. It yeah. was wasn't it like some really rich person from Texas or something who was like. What if it was all golf all the time? And everyone was like, you're crazy. Well, I mean, Arnold Palmer was a real huge catalyst, but he, they might have gotten him in after this guy had this idea. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure. So yeah, I remember I remember hearing about it. And I even me, because remember uh, Back Nine Network? Mm-hmm. I had like some interactions with them in their, uh, I guess, short uh, asteroid of a life, you know, but... But I remember being like, yeah, it's a crazy idea. Like, could it actually work, you know? And it works. It works. And people are crazy about golf. This place gets 220,000 rounds a year. Divide that over five courses. That's 30,000 rounds per course or more. No, 38,000 rounds per course. That's, uh, do you know how many per day? I'm going to try to do the math, but I could, 38,000 rounds per course. So you got 50 weeks a year. That's, That's like 900 rounds per course per week. That's uh, 120 rounds a day. A that's lot a of rounds. that's a lot of rounds of golf. I mean, I'm telling you that we're if it's a decent day, if it's pouring rain, people are still here. Yeah, mainly Koreans because yeah. they, they're crazy about golf and they, they love don't care. It. They love it. Um, in LA too. Yeah, most of Wilson and Harding is literally uh, non-English speaking Korean contingent. Yeah, I love it because they love the golf. You they know, love golf. And they, they always it. and they always say that I'm like Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Good shot, like Tiger Woods. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You have met uh, a lot of great people at public courses. Yeah, I'm sure you have too. I mean, you know, I played. We went out and played, and we just there were two guys behind us. They said, "Join us." Good. This guy um, that happens, you know, all the time. You just you want to play with people, and you get to know them. That's the beauty of golf. You get to know them. But this guy, it was his 1,000th golf course. He had played. We were playing black. It was his one. Th- it was his mission. He wanted to play 
1,000 courses and he saved black for this thousandth. That makes me want to cry. I know. It was really exciting. It was, How old is the man? I would say he's in his early 60s. Not old. He saved black for number yeah. 1,000. Yep. And I got to play wow. with him. So that's, it's those stories, you know. Where was he from? Uh, Buffalo. Ah, yeah. I've been there. What was his name? Can't remember now. But he, but he's the guy. He'll yeah. always stick out. Yeah. Have you seen him since? Do you think he'll come back? He'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he liked it. Wow. People love it. It's like this love-hate relationship because everyone's frustrated <laughs> when they leave, but they're so happy because it was a great experience. It is so hard. I think the only course harder is Pine Valley. I think you're right. Yeah. I yeah. think there's only one that has a higher slope and rating. Yeah. Yeah. I think what is it? One fifty-two or something. Well, it, I mean, I don't know what the slopes are, but, you know, my niece has been playing with me. She's from Iowa, and she's here for the summer, and, she, you know, she's getting a little frustrated. And I said, you have to understand that all these holes are, for women, they're 440 yards, and the claim uh. is a par four. I said, legitimately, anything over 400 yards is a par five for you. Sure. So, really, the par for women should be like 77, 78. Yeah, like 80, yeah. So, you know, it's tough. It's just tough. Because the forward tees are really not that forward. They're, they're not that forward. I mean, on some holes they are, but not really. Hey, it's Claude Brothers here, Randy and Jason. And we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town, where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. How familiar are you with the like origin and development of the course to the way it is today? Really, I'm not into golf course history and You're golf not into it. architecture. You don't give no, a shit. No, no, you know what? I'm a player and I'm a, I'm a teacher. You know, I've heard this from a lot of a lot of professionals, a lot of a lot of competitive golf yeah. athletes. Don't give a shit. I don't really care. Like I was talking to Michelle Wee, and I was like, "What's your favorite course?" She's like, "Don't care." <laughs> I was like, "Have you played Augusta?" She's like, "Don't even care." Yeah. Don't care. You know what? We can play any course we want at any time in the world. You just call the pro as another pro and ask to play. It's not. And we, it's a job to us. It's not a job. To, well, this is a job to you, I guess. But yeah, well, it depends on how I play. So I, it's, sometimes I play with no cameras, right? Yeah. And and we don't try to make anything out of it. We just experience it, and and those are really special. Yeah. But even then, um, then I have the feeling of oh, I should be. What if someone gets a hole in one? Right. You know, how many hole in ones have you had? I've had zero. What? Zero. No. I've had uh, literally. 28, I think, eagles from the fairway, but no hole-in-ones. No. You should come play with us today. I should. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be like 70 degrees, 75 degrees. It's 110 in L.A. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, that's deadly. I was worried the plane was going to like malfunction from the heat on the tarmac. I can't Um, believe you're going out and playing after you were on a red-eye here. So I I took a red-eye to La Hinch, and uh, I I was one under through six. And I'm I'm like a 10. Wow. At best, maybe I'm playing to like a seven or something. But uh, my host was like, he he wasn't playing with me, but he lived and he was a member. He lived in Lynch and he was a member. And after the six hole, he was like, all right, I think you got it. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> I'll see you at the end. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so so yeah, you must, you must, uh, you, so you coach a lot here. Yeah. How much of your time would you say? I mean, you know, I used to have, um, I used to have a three week waiting list. So Whoa. and I was given a hundred hours, a hundred lessons a week, which is like fifty hours, and then, uh, and then also running a business with multiple components. Yeah, but you know what? But I you must have a chief of staff. 
I, I have a great staff. Like, I, I mean, I play golf three days a week. I'm not really doing a whole heck of a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Lee out there has been here for 28 years, so he knows this place inside and out. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I've given over 40,000 lessons in my life. But there was a period of time Whoa. where about, I don't know, seven years ago where I said, I can't do this anymore. It's like, can't look at the same swings anymore. I can't have the same argument that you, with people that you got to practice, you know. Right. So That's I, probably the biggest issue. It is. I'm no one wants to practice. give you a swing practice. tip and then you don't do anything with it. Right. And then you come back and we're, we're to go over the same thing again. Like, I'm as frustrated as you are was my attitude yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And then I stopped. How about this? If you don't practice, I'm going to charge you double. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'll I'll still work with well, you. Well, I always say, listen, you're you're wasting your own money here because we're just yeah. talking about the same thing we did last week. Right. But you know, I got a little tired of doing that, so I actually stopped teaching for about five years, and I surfed every day. So amazing. Because uh, I own on the Long facility. Island. Yeah, because I live at the beach, so it right. was like I I own the facilities. I would check in with them, and I'd go surfing every day. And then I said, okay, I can't surf for the rest of my life. This is you know boring after a while. I mean, you, if you do anything too long, it gets boring. Yeah. And then I went back to teaching again, and now I absolutely love it. Right. I mean, I it's it's a sincere, you know. I don't I don't need the money, you know, because I own the facilities. I do it out of the passion for helping people and the passion for the golf swing. I love the golf swing. Like if I go to PGA tournaments, LPGA tournaments, I just sit in the driving range <sighs> and watch them swing. How great is that? It's like such a sign. And now you know I have all this equipment. I have a TrackMan. I have a K vest. The swing is such um, a a scientific. Uh, theory at this point it's it's really it it's kinesiology it's kinematic sequence it's not like the old ben hogan days when you looked at a, a video of ben hogan and you just emulated it right. and imitated it now there's a science behind it and i really love the science behind you know um the golf swing. I have this great K vest. It's a biofeedback. So it's like it, it, you wear it, and then it shows you on a monitor what your what your hips are doing, your chest is doing, your wrist is doing, and it 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 plays music and it dings, and then it gives you drills that you can do. And it's Whoa. people are are improving so much faster with this K vest. Right. It's, it helped me. You know, I didn't realize that my left shoulder wasn't in the right position. I was like two inches off with my left shoulder. Where? where when? Uh, when uh, In the backswing when I turned, I wasn't tilted enough. So At the top of your swing, yeah, you, exactly. you were too high. I was too high. Yeah, actually, you know, do you know Dana Dahlquist? Yes, yeah. So he, I work with him. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, actually, my last lesson with him was basically straighten my right leg at the top of my backswing. I, I've heard him that he says that. I don't understand that, but I'm not going to disagree with it, but it, I just don't understand it. It changed the ball flight. Really? Yeah, it really did. I think it prohibited slide. Uh-huh. Right, it it helped pivot and yeah. it stopped. It prohibited me like sliding out of it. Yeah, and then and then it was l- like scrunch the spine and lower the lower the left shoulder, and I just noticed well two things. One, the ball started the the draw was way more uh, reliable, uh-huh. and also my back started to hurt <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> well, you know nowadays, like remember the old days where you turn ninety degrees and then John Daly was turning like a hundred degrees. Jeez. Nowadays we turn eighty to eighty five degrees. It's so. crazy. Tony Finau. Yep. All these guys. It's just such more of a science. I'm telling you, and I'm hitting the ball so pure, and I'm. You know, I'm almost spinning it too much. Like, I'm spinning it off the green sometimes, which is a problem. What Not kind of wedge, on black. What kind of wedges are you playing? I play Cleveland wedge but and Ooh, ping clubs. Cleveland makes a good club, huh? Yeah. Roger Cleveland. You know, he... Um, one of my favorite sets of irons I ever played was the Callaway uh, prototypes made by Cleveland. Hmm. They're just the butteriest little... I couldn't hit them. I mean, they're so tiny. They're smaller than my pinky. Right. Who's... Uh, <laughs> who's I love the golf swing, too. 
It's like, it's just a thing of beauty. I, I could watch it. it all day long. Um, and what's interesting, I guess, about Beth Page is if you were to work at a place, for example, like, well, I don't know if Winged Foot is a good example, but, you know, at these, at these, uh, I guess it's not a great example because no matter where you are, uh, uh, money is no um, indicator of your golf swing. Right, yeah. But, you can't but buy I, a swing. You can't. Actually, you could. Nah, I mean, you can, you can buy half a swing. But I don't think you can buy the whole thing. Yeah. That's kind of one of the cool things about golf is yeah. you go to Augusta and there's just like, they're not great at golf. Right, right. Not not really. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'd be curious to know. Like, it'd be interesting to see, like, because you can see the average net worth of a club's members. Mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting to see the average handicaps. Like, who has the best golfers in America? Yeah. I bet you the higher your net worth is, the lower your handicap is because you lie about it, right? <laughs> yeah, and you <laughs> it's have an a ego ton thing. of time. <laughs> exactly. Some, someone did, uh, you know Malcolm Gladwell? No. He d- he wrote uh, uh, The Tipping Point, and uh, anyway, he's like this sort of like sociological author, mm-hmm. and he did a podcast that I should send you, but it's basically uh, about the private courses in L.A. taking advantage of a loophole avoiding property tax yeah and uh he disagrees with it but but in it i disagree with it too um i think public courses should be semi semi i'm sorry i think private courses should be Mm semi-public semi-private whatever um but in it he talks about the uh the net worth of all of the uh the the incredible net worth of these ceos at private courses and how much time they how many rounds they log per year yeah and it's kind of like uh, what? Don't you have a job? Well, I think their job is to, if you're at that level, your job is to entertain people on the course. So that's right. probably why they're doing it. All right. So, okay. All right. You're not as mad as I am. <laughs> <laughs> but you're here, uh, you're here at, how would you describe Beth Page in, in a word or two? I mean, I would say it's the people's course. It's an, it's not like a winged foot or a Riviera. It's really, truly the people's course. We have a, a huge senior contingency. They're coming out and, you know, paying senior rates. Um, we steel. Have, yeah, steel. I mean, it's this is the best. Uh, it's like such a secret. It's the best kept secret in all of New York. Yeah. I, I think that if you're a resident, you can go out and play black for $70. Yeah, that's frightening. Frightening. It's Beth Page Black. Yeah. Go to, go to Pebble Beach. You're talking 450 that's so, stupid. No, I actually, know. I think it's more. I think is it's like it? 600 And you have to book a room in order to make a reservation. Oh, really? That's it's crazy. Cra- it's crazy. But Someone you know what? They're actually, getting it. They're getting it. So. They're getting it. Yeah, it's, it's charged as much as you can. Yeah. You, you could easily charge double. Yeah, I think we could. But it's a state-run course, and it is the People's Country Club. Is there a reason why they don't charge double? Yeah, because they want to make it affordable for all. It's literally yeah. just an egalitarian response. Yeah. I can't. I, on the driving range, you know, we just took it over, as I said, January 1st, and I wanted to change the bucket sizes and change the pricing a bit. Yeah, those tiny buckets are fucking small. Yeah, but you know what? Because people use it to warm up. Yeah. And people were complaining that they had to buy a large bucket and they were leaving half the bucket. So mm-hmm. we gave them an option. Oh, that's good. But I have to get permission from the state to raise any prices even at 50 cents. No way. Yeah, and it's a good policy because they really do want to keep this affordable. I mean, it's all really, truly... I've been on a lot of municipalities and run a lot of... Um, businesses on municipalities this is clearly the fairest uh uh, best group of people i've ever worked with they're truly in this because their hearts are in it it's not about the money it's not about um you know making a lot of revenue for their other courses and their other facilities this is truly uh, you know a labor of love and and they look out for the general public it's so rare yeah how many courses in america would you say are like that 
I would say the municipalities are because those people, you know, that are working there for the most part, those people are, you know, on getting pensions and they are getting a paycheck regardless. I'm not going to badmouth, you know, some municipalities, but I can tell you I've had some really bad experiences where it was all about the money. Right. So. What, um, what, what, you talk about raising prices for the driving range. Can you raise the fence so that people can hit driver? Well, you know what we're going to do is after the PGA Championship, we're going to probably um, take the driving range and move it back into the parking lot. Whoa. Yeah, and then lower it a little bit so <clears throat> you can hit driver over it, and we're going to build a big short game area. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because the no drivers, that's brutal. It's it's brutal. I mean, I understand because cars are getting hit, but, you know, we have to work within the rules, unfortunately. Could you sign a waiver if you're a good golfer and be like, I promise I'm going to hit it to the far right corner? Because the far right corner, you can hit driver. Yeah. Well, I pre- and I've done it. I've snuck in there. Yeah. But, I, but it's just like, I know I'm going to hit it right. You know what I mean? Right. Because the only problem is if you snap it in the middle of the driving range, and you, you got a clock at 265. Yeah, I mean, the average person, like, I I put tees out for one week, and then the state told me I had to put them, take them away again. No because way. Because a, a car got hit. But, <sighs> you know, 99% of the people that come to the driving range can't hit it over the fence. And we have limited flight balls, but we have awesome new Callaway balls. you got to go hit a bucket after this. Okay. Um, and uh, so the state asked me to take the tees away again. But I had a, this guy came up, and he was like, uh, he needed to, you know, be. he said he needed to be on the left side of the driving range because he'd hit it over the fence, and he was standing next to me, and I said, I will buy your tea times for the next 30 years if you hit it over that fence. You can stay right here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, but, you know, I guess in Scotland, there aren't any driving ranges right. in a lot of, for a lot of courses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do, I do like a little warm-up, though. Well, you're gonna just have to warm up with your irons. So who's um, so you love the golf swing? Whose swing do you really look at? I mean, I love Rory's swing. Right. You know, I love. That's a scientific swing. That's a scientific swing. I like. Um, Can you break Spieth's? his swing down? You you understand? You like Spieth's swing? I like it to a certain extent. I mean, I'm I'm really big into the um, flat left wrist or slightly bowed right now because Whoa. you're getting so much more power out of it. Yeah, and you just hit a crisp, much more crisp shot. When you say power, what? Why? Why? You mean there's more lag or, or? No. Well, what happens is if you at the top of your swing bend your knuckles on like down, yeah. like you're revving a motorcycle. Bullet, yeah. What happens is the club comes in um, with the the grip is ahead of the club head. It de-lofts the club, so you're turning your six iron into, let's say, a four iron. Yeah. But it also, the club comes in more shallow, so you're hitting more of the back of the ball. Right. And you're taking a shallow divot in front of the ball, so it's not such a steep outside-in downswing. Right. And you just clearly get more power out of it. Yeah. You're, like, pulling the ball. Right. Not not pulling the ball, but you're, you're like... You're compressing it better. Right. Yeah, I... uh, What I found is interesting is looking at a lot of the modern swings they're shorter mm-hmm. but when i try to hit a short when i try to perform a shorter swing i tend to hit like a block and so i've just mm-hmm. sort of been like and Luke. dana has said it to me he's like you need the time yeah go to the top of your swing i can take a wedge to parallel mm-hmm. and just take the time and then as soon as i just stop thinking about trying to do someone else's swing i hit really good wedges yeah well you should you need a pre-shot routine i think that's the key yeah because your your timing is off it sounds to me like yeah. your timing's off so if you develop a pre-shot routine and you do that before you hit the ball, then your your rhythm gets started before you even get to the ball. Think about right. a baseball player who is um, a pitcher. He does the same thing every time. Or a basketball sure. player bounces the ball or does the same pre-shot routine at a, doing a free throw. Right. So that's the rhythm. You, you just got to develop a pre- I'm telling you, it's underrated. And do a lot of deep breathing. Yeah. 
So you're a Californian. You probably are a yogi. And... I did a whole movie on meditation and golf. Really? You're going to freak out when you see it. I'll send you a link to it. All right, good. Yeah, it's it's still not finished. But, you know, we worked with Jason Day and, you know, because he was big into meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, so but jo- speed swing? I see the swing and I just see Band-Aids. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just see like, oh, God, the chicken wing? It well, freaks you're me right. out. You're right. That was a bad example. That chicken wing is the strangest thing ever, right? I don't know and, what he's doing. And then his left foot at, after impact, I'm like, that's going to hurt. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He just like rolls over his yeah. left foot. I don't, I don't know. That's I mean, an old tiger I'm thing. Not, I'm not, oh, I guess so. Yeah. I'm not trying to say it wrong. I'm just saying like, I, I also, well, I, okay, so Rory's swing. Can you break down Rory's swing for me? Because I want to hear how you see it. Well, I mean, he, he creates a tremendous amount of separation between his chest and his hips. So his first... So he keeps his hips really quiet. So what happens is he sets up. He isn't really tall at a dress because it's easier to turn in a dress if you're tall. And he starts his swing with his shoulders only in the club. So it's like imagine that your arms and your club make a Y. Okay. He, he keeps that Y till at least 8 o'clock. So he doesn't really break his wrist early. Not at all until 8 o'clock usually. His hips haven't even moved an inch yet. Right. So he's creating separation between his chest and his hips. He turns the rest I, of the I way. I asked you a great question. <laughs> you knew you knew the answer like oh, hardcore. Yeah. No, I know I know Rory's swing inside and out. Okay, so he gets to eight o'clock. He gets to eight o'clock. Now he starts his wrist cock. By the time he's at ten, his wrists are fully hinged. Really? From eight to ten he just yep. clocks them right there. Right, exactly. So eight is his hands aren't quite parallel yet. Nope. Now he starts to hinge his wrist at nine. His club is parallel. Now by ten, he's so he's got basically a... flying the club up pretty quick. Yeah, I'm, he is, but he's turning at the same rate, right? right? So now, but at the top of his swing, his chest has turned probably eighty-five degrees, and his hips have only turned. So that's not. You almost can't turn ninety. You almost can if your hips are quiet. You can't. Yeah. So because you know in the old he's days, he's hypermobile. He is the most flexible guy I've ever seen. Yeah. And now he's in a leading position where he can fire those hips. He's got the quickest hips on tour, and he fires them so fast that he generates club head speed. I mean, I know he says he's, what, 5'8", 9", 10". He's not very tall. No, he's not. He's, he's strong. He's strong. He's got Popeye forearms, and he's yeah. got the quickest hips on tour. Right. So, Do the forearms have a large role in the golf swing yeah, that definitely. I'm not realizing? Yeah, you got to have big forearms. What, what is it? Because... Well, think about, first of all, your your left wrist is going to be bowed on the if, downswing. If you can see us right now, we're both doing like know, air exactly. swings seated. <laughs> like we're both like holding a club <laughs> at nine o'clock. Right. So, okay. So wh- how, why do you need big forearms? Because you, you hold your release until impact and then you fire your hands through. Right. If you don't fire your hands, you're basically just doing a, like you said, a Jordan Spieth block where he has that chicken wing. Right. So you got to fire your hands. It helps in rough. I mean, it helps in black. You got to oh, have yeah. big forearms. You know, the guys have an easier time getting through this rough than I do because they've got they're taller, they're stronger. Yeah, and they've got bigger forearms than I do. And then to get out of the rough, are you looking for like? Are you looking for that steep, steep angle? I mean, you know what? I put the ball back a little teeny bit in my stance, and yeah, yeah I'm going to come down a little bit steeper. But just putting it back in your stance helps a little bit. Right. So you don't catch as much grass. That helps. Colt got locked out. I'm going to let him in. Okay. Do you have any questions for me that I can think about while I... Well, how did he get locked out? I just got your text. Colt! How did he get locked out? I don't know. Turn that. Yeah. It opens. Um, yeah, do you have any questions for me? No. Nope. We... Colt probably has some questions for you. Um, uh, I mean, I think... I was I was kind of imagining all of the uh, people that you coach 
there must be so many um, different types, different like demographics of people. Yeah. What what is that like to go? Do you go from like one lesson with like a cab driver to one lesson with like a uh, you know wealthy doctor? Yeah. All locals, visitors. Well, I have a girl here from China right now for a month. She came here specifically. She's eleven to she, work with you to work with me. Fist bump. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she wins the prize for longest distance traveled for Where sure. Where in China? Uh, Shanghai. Wow. Yeah. There he is. What's up? Cult special guest. <laughs> that was like, where is he? I was like, he must not be he feeling well. must have well. fallen asleep. I thought maybe you fell asleep in the bathroom. <laughs> it's a nice bathroom. Cult, do you have any questions for Kelly? You haven't, you haven't really heard anything we've talked about. I haven't at all. No? So we probably covered it all. <laughs> but I just walked out to the Black Horse. Looks amazing. It's amazing. Took a couple pictures. Colt went. He's never been here. Oh, you're going to love it. No. He was at Shinnecock last week. I don't think I've ever played golf in New York now that I think about it. Really? I don't think so. No. Well, wow. Your fourth, this is only my you, fourth time. You've never played golf in New York and you're about to play Beth Page Black. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm excited for you. I, I apologize. I haven't practiced in a couple months either. <laughs> <laughs> Colt played in the, in the mid am. Really? He's got yeah, a swing. A couple years ago. Great. Yeah, outside of Philly. I would love for her to see your swing. You have kind of a funny swing. Not yeah. funny, haha, but like... No, I agree. I look at it and I'm like... <laughs> it's a funny <laughs> swing. I'm like, no, something's <laughs> off. <laughs> what do you do in your swing? Because you kind of take the club... It seems like you take it inside and then and then bring it outside. You're a bit KJ Choi. What I used to do as a kid and what I'm trying to get back to is like... I mean... Sergio's a terrible example because it's nothing like that, but dropping it kind of back, mm-hmm. you know, into the slot yeah. and onto the plane. I used yeah. to like drop it in. Yeah, you have a two plane swing for yeah. sure. I and I, you know, I still do. I just think it's the opposite direction now. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking swing mechanics for the past ten minutes, and That's I great. literally, I'm literally gonna walk onto the first tee and just top it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just literally gonna top it. Probably not the way to prepare when, for the. So you play game. a draw. What mm-hmm. happens on number one for you? Well, you know, I have to play a draw because this course is so damn long. So I have right. to get as much roll out of it as I can. So you just pick one of the trees in the middle and try to land it at the apex of the I fairway? I try to hit it uh, in the middle to left center because if you land it to the right, you're not getting over those you're trees. You're also blocked out. Yeah. And today the wind's going left pretty hard. So. Is, it? is it? So it's yeah. going to push it. So you guys so should take a lot of golf balls. Oh, I am going to rail on the ball today. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, it looks amazing. What's your yardage when you play? Two, I'm uh, two thirty. I would say off the tee usually. No, the uh, the course black. Oh, it's like um, 62. Yeah. All right, and I'm playing. What are we playing? We're not going to play. play blue. Or are you playing white? What's the difference? I mean, it's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blues play. are probably seventy four. I think they are. Yo. No, probably Yo. not that. Probably like seventy three. Should we just play U.S. Open plates? That'd be fun. Can we, can we play U.S. Open plates, Cole? 100%. I'm always in for like a full experience. <laughs> you should totally do that and see what you shoot. Why no, not? That play would be it, really Play funny. it from the tips. The tip, yeah. The blacks. And see if you can break. Your goal is to break 95 from the tips. Did Eric tell you he played Augusta? Ton, yeah. Done. Huh. I played Augusta what from the member tees. Really? The member it was only like 6,800. Shot an 84. Wow. 42-42. I mean, the hardest part about that course are, are the greens, right? The greens are insane. I three-putted yeah. way too much. I uh, also, um, uh, I started off with a birdie, just a pipe to drive, put a pitching wedge to like five feet, drained it. Wow. And I was like, like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, I was like, here we go, Mackenzie. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready for a course record. And then it was just like, bogey, par, bogey, par, <laughs> bogey, par, double, bogey, triple. And I was like, okay. amen corner, literally. Did it eat you alive? 
just like I've never been eaten alive on something that I had such high hopes for. Really? I mean, I was really feeling like I was going to go mm. a hole in one eagle. Uh-huh. That was my thought. Birdie, hole in one eagle. And then no, I went uh, tr- three putt. Uh, two in the water, three putt, Jordan Spieth, and then uh, barely made a par. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was frightening. Um, so, yeah, what else? You know what? I would love to stay and talk to you guys forever, but I got she's a lesson out. out there waiting. Kelly's right? out. Yeah. Is, it your, is it your Shanghai? Uh... No, she's later. So, yeah, going back to your question. So I have a very diverse group. So I'm starting today with a guy like in his 70s. <laughs> Uh, then I go to. I don't know why that's funny. Yeah, I, know. I just laughed. Then a guy. <laughs> like, in, I'm like, uh uh-huh. He still he thinks he can get better. <laughs> he's getting better. That's great. It's, what's your definition of getting better? You what, know? Uh, so. do, yeah, well, it's kind of futile. Yeah. On some level, I mean, I don't play for the same reasons maybe as you. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure we do. Yeah. Like, because yeah, I, I guess I do actually, enjoy it. Do you, when, when do you have to go? I, I, but I just have a couple more questions. Sure. Because, because we all. We all play golf for different reasons, but I think underneath all of that, we probably play it for the same reason. I mean, I love it for many reasons. You know, now that I'm competing again, that's a whole different thing. But when I wasn't competing for the last 29 years, I played it to be social. I played it to be outside. I played it to be to challenge myself. You know, I love now my goal is I just want to hit these pure, crisp shot irons with that little draw and i'm like the happiest person with that nice sound that comes from it i love that sound yeah i love that sound so do you you would prefer a good shot bad result to the form to the other yeah really yeah yeah I, I don't care what i shoot flushed I wanna... iron over the green rather Definitely. than a, rather than a scold one just on the green absolutely that's yeah. ugly thin to win doesn't feel that no good. no it doesn't no. she's never had a hole in one Colt. never oh, really? no isn't that fucked up 28 have, eagles yeah. i have that's why i always bring it up 28 eagles. Yeah. 28 eagles Dang. from and the fairway. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. On par fours. Oh, really? Tw- 28 hole outs. Yeah. Whoa. How about that's... how about cruel yeah. reality? Yeah. If only there was a T marker there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to carry T markers with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toss it down. Um, so any advice for people listening to the podcast who uh, – who love golf. You've spent your life, you've devoted your life to it, you've learned a lot, I'm sure you've given a lot. Yep. Um, any any last words of wisdom? I mean, if you really want to improve, I think it's important that you take lessons. I know that, you know, older people think that this... With kellybrook.com. Well, with kellybrook. <laughs> Hashtag kellybrook. <laughs> well, in all sincerity, and finding an LPGA professional is really crucial because LPGA professionals um, teach differently. Like, I would sit with you for five minutes and I'd interview you and I would get to know you and you think I'm just, you know, interested in you, but in reality I am. But in reality what I'm doing is I'm trying to figure out, are you left brain? Are you right brain? Are you more kinesthetic? Are you more visual? Are you more auditory? And then we're we're taught in the LPGA to tailor the lesson to your learning style. What? They're not teaching that in the PGA. Why couldn't you have just taught me everything in in elementary school? (laughs) Yeah, I hated all my teachers. Right? That's not true. Well, I'm sure you had a good one here and there, but that's the LPGA, and every LPGA teacher is taught the same way. We have a format of a lesson that we have to go through, and it's a proven scientific method that allows people to get better faster. Whoa, what are you doing today? Are you free? <laughs> Do we have time? I did, after, after all this yeah. talk, I'm going to be totally backwards. You are. I am. I mean, I want to see. you got to text me and tell me if you shot better than 95. From the tips. We're going to play the US 7. You suggest that. Okay. Yeah. Can you it. handle it? I'm in, baby. Oh, I handle. Yeah. I mean, why not? If you're here, let's play, play it from the and course playing, that the pros and, play. And it's a par 70 at that point. It's a par 70. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's frightening. You know what? I've never done it. You should I've do it. I've played here a lot. Why not? Yeah, I've played here a lot. 
Shot low eighties. So we're trying to break ninety five. Ninety five. So I need uh, bogey or better on uh, on thirteen of the holes, something like that. Yep. Take right. a couple dozen golf balls. A couple dozen. <laughs> Thank you I for brought, your time, Kelly. What? I brought, I brought nine. I brought nine. Um, Kelly, thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, I hope you enjoy your lessons. Um, listen to what she said, folks. Go take a lesson. I'm a big proponent of lessons, yeah. so I love it's important. it. Um, and uh, if you're out at Bethpage, stop in and say hi. Tell her you listen to the podcast. And um, cool. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to right. go uh, basically get uh, roasted. <laughs> <laughs>